Ciao Antoine Fabrizio. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Va bene? Benissimo. Perfect. I'm very happy to see you gentlemen again. Thank you so much for taking a time to sit down again with me. I promise this time it won't be that long. We're trying to keep it short. Last time we uh, had you two gentlemen on the show. It was an amazing show. Energy was amazing. We discussed a lot of topics, but actually the most important thing is we didn't have time to answer the questions of our dear viewers. So you gentlemen were willing to sit down again with me and answer all the questions for our viewers. And before I forget, because Fabrizio just reminded me, is the one that asks the best question will receive a unique handmade sketch by Fabrizio sent to them at home. So guys, stay tuned, send in your questions. Um, today, we're not going to do the seven DA's list questions. So don't worry, no new ones. And we're not going to have sketches about colors and books and etc. Although, Antoine, from now on, I'm calling you a musketeer huh? due to the last session. <laughs> so, so it's fun. We learned something personal and I really love it. So thank you for that. But something that I do want to do is our wrist check. Did you guys strap on a different watch today or are we still on the steel blue octo? Uh, for me, it's the steel blue octo. Maybe uh, for Antoine. Yeah. I'm playing with Octo. I'm playing with Octo. I've got the uh, the, the the latest um, rose gold uh, Octo Finissimo, which nice. was launched together with the steel. So nice. it's a uh, superb elegance. Uh, uh, probably also um, a milestone. It's going. You know, the gold is going perfectly with uh, with uh, this watch again uh, because of the elegance, the thinness of it. Well, just. Uh, uh, I'm having a, I'm having a dinner outside tonight with a very limited number of people. Believe me, we can't do many many things. So, I've gone for the more uh, let's say let's say the upper uh, version of Octo Finissimo. But I stick to Finissimo though. I love that watch. And when I believe it was two years ago, Fabrizio, that you launched the fully satin blasted red gold on red gold bracelet and dial that blew my mind because both my brother and i always wanted a gold on gold watch and we never pulled the trigger because we were under 40 and we said ah most of the watches aren't that let me choose the word carefully elegant right if you go gold on gold it's a different world we both have gold watches on leather but gold on gold that's a different universe and when I saw the satin finish one, that blew my mind because I don't think there's any other watchmaker make, or watch out there today that has a full satin case and strap in gold. So I'm still saving up uh, for that watch and I'm totally in love with that. But this one has polished facets, right, Antoine? Yes, it's uh, actually the uh, the bezel is a... Uh, is, uh, fine, um, it's fine brushed, but the, uh, the facets of the case are polished. Yeah. So we, we play with the different uh, structure of the, of the case. Yeah, nice. So I put on the ultra narrow. And I did that for the narrative of the story of the Octo and how diverse the watch actually is. And that's amazing. So you can go... Uh, basically, you launch the most classical version of steel or gold, satin poly. 
polished steel is usually what brands start off with. You guys kept that for the last, where you guys did this <laughs> and the evolution and going slimmer, satin finished. So I have the titanium, titanium. So that was my favorite. And when it was launched in Basel World, the whole team that caters me said, no, go for leather, leather, leather. I said, no, no, no. When I saw the watch, I said, this is the new Nautilus, Royal Oak, etc. I said, this is the new thing. I need the titanium strap. And, uh, and I think now my comment has been shared by many aficionados in this industry, and I think they concur. So thank you for sharing uh, what you guys are wearing today. Before we dive into the questions, I'm super happy you put a plateau in front of you with the marvelous novelties of this year. Can we share a bit of that news and do a little deep dive? Because from a distance, I spot the smallest tourbillons in the world, the Serpenti Sedatoris tourbillon. I spot, obviously, the new aluminium. I spot, I hope it's the titanium tourbillon chronograph. So what yes. do you have for us? And please give us some uh, inside scoops. Fabrizio. But, you know, this is a, we have many very, very important watches for us today. Uh, the first, uh, we have the, the Serpentis Edutoris, the smallest tourbillon today that we have on the market. It was an amazing, uh, this is an amazing achievement for us after the saga of the Finissimo with this uh, uh, incredible way to minu miniaturize the, 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 the components, we decided to apply the same, uh, the same approach on ladies. And uh, this watch is very important for us because after more or less 50 years, we are back uh, with the mechanical movement on Serpenti. And Serpenti Sedutori is the most uh, important, let me say, collection in Serpenti range because it's the watch that you can wear every day with adjustable, with the deployant buckle, with, for example, a metal bracelet. And on the other hand, you have the most precious version with leather strap, pave dial, full pave case, and then the tourbillon version. It's a very important segment for us. The grand complication uh, movement, uh, mechanical movement with the high-end uh, execution. It's very important market today. And uh, the Serpenti Sedutori maybe is the, is the ultimate Serpenti until today, <laughs> because, you know, we continue to, to think about the Serpenti. But let me say this most uh, complete range, because you have different execution with different bracelet, with different design. We can play with different materials. Uh, as you can see with the gold bracelet and diamonds, uh, with the steel and gold bracelet. So it's very, it's very versatile. And uh, we have even the Grand Complication Watch. So the Serpenti Sedutori for us, it's a very important collection. It's the Serpenti that we, we, we miss the collection uh, watch like this because uh, we have the Serpenti to Bogas, it's the Serpenti that wrapping your wrist. But today with the Serpenti Sedutori, we have a very important, uh, range and we have a different way to wear to wear a serpenti watch and this is for us is uh, the most important uh, the most important things because we have we find new client and we continue to serve the the loyal client so if i may ask a question for me it's it, it, first of all i love that watch so um one question i had for you how was it 
to take a icon, which is the Serpenti, and the Tubogas, for those that don't know, is the twirl around. We see the picture behind us. That's that's the wrist that twirled around the wrist. Uh, yeah. Iconic and, and still in production. Very difficult to make, what a lot of people don't know. The spring bar that's inside is stainless steel, but custom made every time by hand in your own manufacturers, which I've seen with my own eyes. Um, and, and I have customers who've been wearing it for not years, but decades, and it keeps its shape and quality. So that's amazing. And then they coil the yeah. pressure metal around it, which is stainless steel or gold, as you see in the picture behind us. So how did you go about to evolve that into the sedatori, which in Italian means seduction, if I, if I guess correctly? Yes, that, exactly. Uh, it was a long process because we start to... to imagine the evolution not the evolution a new a new serpenti more or less five years ago mm -hmm. uh, the idea was to capitalize on this uh, hexagonal bracelet hexagonal link uh, that is a part of our heritage because as you can see in our serpenti vintage we have this uh, scale made with an, an hexagonal pattern so the idea was to design a serpenti without any elements that come from the, the body of the serpenti and the idea was to have this hexagonal pattern to, to have a new, a completely, a brand new bracelet. Very smooth and uh, absolutely have to, be, have to be a piece of jewelry. This was the aim. So very simple element, uh, super comfortable on the wrist uh, with the adjustable link, deploy and buckle, uh, very, very smooth uh, with a very unique uh, Bulgari DNA in terms of design. So uh, the idea starting from the bracelet, in a certain moment, we decided to introduce a new eye jewelry watch, but it was a bit too early, and uh, I think it, wa it was uh, not so interesting to have uh, another eye jewelry, eye jewelry watch. So we freeze a bit the concept, and we start to imagine uh, an evolution of our Serpenti watch. So not just a new eye jewelry execution for the bracelet, but we start to study a new way to, to combine uh, the Serpenti iconic case, the drop shape case, with this new bracelet. And we start more or less uh, two years after the first, uh, the first sketch. So we start to develop the new bracelet with a new creativity. It was just uh, a new eye jewelry execution. We say maybe it's not enough. We freeze the project and we start two years uh, after to redesign completely the watch. And the idea was to introduce a new Serpenti, very versatile, and uh, with, the, with the deploy and buckle, with the steel bracelet, steel and gold, gold and diamond, so to, to open to new clients. Uh, the most difficult parts, I'm honest with you, alone, it was the, the link between the case and the bracelet. Mm. Because you know, the Serpenti Tubogas is an asymmetric case, so we don't have, uh, we, we don't have any bracelet at 12, uh, 12 o'clock. We have just a bracelet that comes from six o'clock. So the idea was to increase uh, uh, the design of the case, to have a, a very thin case, flat case, to play with different dial, because the Serpenti to Bogas is a carved case, and to have something uh, more comfortable. But it's more comfortable, it's not the right, uh, the right words, it's to have something that you can wear every day. So it has to be more versatile and more everyday use. And the idea was to add these two elements on the side of the case 
to hold the bracelet at 12 and 6 o'clock. Uh, so as you can see, the design is immediately uh, recognizable. It looks like uh, the Serpenti Tubogas case, but it's a brand new watch. This is the secret, uh, to design something that is already in mind for our clients, but something that is completely, is a brand new product for new clients. So each time in terms of design, you have to balance uh, from something that is a completely, is a brand new, but at the same time, it's something that is recognizable as a, a piece of the company, because otherwise you have to start to again to explain why why this product. So it was not so easy because when you when you touch an iconic product, 99% you can make mistakes. Everybody knows Serpenti Tubogas is a bit a signature of our brand today, and the idea was to evolve this concept with the new products that you can wear when you don't wear a Serpenti Tubogas watch. So it's at the, at the end, it's the same client that today it's, uh, it's the opportunity to wear two different Serpenti in two different moments. Yeah. Congratulations, because I, I think you guys made a tremendous uh, product there. Uh, whenever When I saw it for the first time, the bracelet indeed blew my mind. Yeah, it, it's new. It's super difficult after all these uh, almost... 100 years plus of watchmaking, wrist watchmaking, and jewelry design already hundreds of years to come up with a total new link and strap. Yeah. It's very contemporary, but timeless. And when I saw it, I'm like, how did you attach the, the, the strap into the case? Because it's not ellipse. It's not really an egg for those yeah, that are exactly. on our podcast. Uh, Google it afterwards. Um, as far as I know, there are only two watches in the industry have a bit of this shape, which is you guys and Rien du Naples by Breguet. As far as I know, there's no other that, that work with an asymmetrical uh, case like that. Yeah. And I, I think that you guys also do an amazing job by listening to your markets and respecting the different types of consumers that can appreciate the sophistication of Bulgari, because I don't think the entry level is high. I think it's very, very competitively priced. If you take the stainless steel version, two-tone, gold, high jewelry, and then high complication. And that's my additional question. You guys launched, if I'm not mistaken, last year, the Diva with the Malachite dial. You guys did a minute repeater. Yeah. Also, I believe the smallest, isn't it? Yeah, it's the thinnest minute repeater that you have on the market. Okay, so... Um, usually these complications are obviously bought by men. Uh, yeah. That's also something that you guys excel in because you never uh, neglect women. A lot of watch brands focus solely on men. Uh, you guys are very strong, obviously, in this domain from women as well. So, Antoine, a question for you. Did you guys answer to the demand in the market for these high complications like a minute repeater and like a tourbillon that's small because there is a market or you guys have such an intrinsic need to innovate and this motivation to push the envelope so far that you keep on breaking world records not only on the octo platform so so where does this this products come from I think it's it's a little bit the chicken and the egg, you know. Um, but but what what what's for sure is that today we have a, a very strong conviction that uh, innovation 
in movements is the essence of autology and um, this is what we are fighting for and it's 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 beyond the conviction today it's a culture in it's an in-house culture um probably i'll come for, i'll first come back to the initial question where does this uh, quest come from and why do we move away from i mean why do we come with uh, exceptional caliber not only in men but also in ladies uh in, in terms of dimensions um I think there is, uh, with, with Octo Finissimo initially, there is this uh, instinct that you're looking for, as, as, a, as a Roman jeweler, as a Roman designer, you're looking for the ultimate elegance. Mm -hmm. And even though there has been this trend uh, that, uh, that, that pushed for very, very big and bulky watches, I, I say, talking with the Fabrizio, this question of, of ultimate elegance, the, the, the perfect fit to your wrist, or, or like, like a suit that, that should actually value your, your, the, the, the shapes of your body and accompany it, led to this question of a super slim movement. The beauty when things happened was that we had the technical capacity to meet the designer's demand. Yeah. And and this encounter inside our, our, our manufacturing site, inside our studio, led to this finissimo um, uh, to this finissimo collection of calibers breaking records one after the other. Uh -huh. What is important to to, to uh, the, the question that initially came out was why not? Why not making this very trusting movement? And and probably we've we've uh, cultivated this question year after year after year to eventually uh, lead to the position where we are today, where we constantly ask ourselves, why do we go one step further? And it's not necessarily Fabrizio asking or our heads of uh, movement development asking, it can come from many, many people, ideas about miniaturization, about micro mechanisms come from the whole team uh, in Le Sentier or in Neuchâtel. Um, there is this, and that's why I'm talking about the culture. Now there is a real interest for uh, micro-mechanism. And this clearly is, is led by, as I said, from a man's side, by a designer's perspective of, of developing really the, the perfect beauty as far as watchmaking is concerned. But obviously being a jeweler, the question remains absolutely the same when you're talking about uh, ladies, ladies watches and of course calibers for ladies watches yeah fabricio rightly said that you want to uh, with serpentis territory we developed a watch that is very easy to wear on the wrist that is a nice size nice dimension nice size and clearly to be able to deliver high-end watches the ultimate uh expression of of the jeweler on the wrist means that you need to we need to propose also the ultimate expression of calibers inside those cases and naturally this quest for miniaturization led us to move out of the finissimo saga but and and to, to take advantage of our of our learning and our culture as i said and and push the the, the question on on calibers for ladies um and and basically we came with this uh, first uh, tourbillon caliber, which, as, as uh, 
I would say rightly pointed, is the smallest on the market today, but this, the, the, the slimmest were of the whole history with the 17 millimeter in terms of, uh, of width. Uh, and this is, is uh, I can already tell you that this is the first of various developments that we're going to do in the ladies' size, in the ladies' business as well. This is where we belong. Uh, I mean, as much as what we do on men. And, and, um, and I would say, uh, you, you know, appetite comes while eating. And, and, and the more we develop, the more we grow, the, warm, the more we build expertise, the more we challenge ourselves. And, and today, uh, we've, because of this reputation that we've built in the industry, we have, a, we have the great chance to, um, to see people coming to us. Uh, it can be young watchmakers, it can be famous, very famous watchmakers, it can be, it can be companies who are thinking, who are working on this notion of micro-mechanics and, and decreasing the size, decreasing dimensions, while delivering the chromanometric performance, obviously. Uh, and so we are building this ecosystem around us, inside the company, obviously, but also around us, which pushes us to move forward. And um, and and let's say we're and it's and it's we're entered into a, a really a virtual circle and the, the job our job is now to nurture it even more, but but really clearly we've we've uh, the initial the, the initial move was was the encounter of of our watchmakers in our studio. Today it's a it's a very dynamic move that that keeps rolling and uh, and I can uh, anticipate to you that there will be new interesting innovation uh, in uh, when we meet in Geneva. Amazing. I can't wait. You said something. Uh, thank you for that. Very interesting. And I really love doing these sessions because although I know you guys for many years, I've visited all the manufacturers. Um, I've learned a lot in the first session and the second one. And what I learned just now in what you said, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's actually um, humor. You said, why not? You said, why not to push the envelope, right? And to innovate. But you're saying that with such a nonchalance. But the funny thing is, there are only a few can. So it's not about why not. It's about the, the ability to do it. There are not many that can do what you guys do. Besides the capacity of being verticalized, having amazing people. And why people ask me, why are these guys always together on the screen? I said, because that's the magic duo. They marry design with technology, and not one dictates the other, where normally that's the procedure, right? Either brands say, hey, this caliber is what I have. Design a good luck and work with it. Or the designer says, hey, I need this made, and then you need to source it from outside suppliers. But you guys have a perfect harmony marriage. You know, if you think of um, the, the probably the biggest success stories over the last 20 years, you will you will think people. You will think, and somewhat I would say one-man show. Many, many brands that popped out over the last 20 years, or and even earlier. I mean, we can talk about Frank Muller, we can talk about Giargenta, we can talk about Daniel Roth. It's, excuse my French, it's one-man show in the, in the sense that those people have been mastering the notion of design together with the with the expertise in watchmaking, and it was within one brain. Our Neuchâtel office is is like this brain, and when I'm telling you this, I can, I mean, I wish 
I could share with you those moments when we are talking purely R&D and innovation in calibers. Uh, I can't because we won't share this with you. But what I can tell you, though, is we are working on a rotating uh, five-year plan on calibers. When we talk about developments for the next three to five years, Fabrizio is in the room. And, th and, when, and then what you can understand from the brain of those people managing to connect design and innovation, we recreate this, but instead of having one brain, we've got five, six brains around the table. But let's say the capacities, the, all the capacities, this capacity to integrate from day one, the question of aesthetics together with the question of technical performance, this is what we bring. This is the, the chance that we have our studio in-house, that we have Fabrizio in-house, that not only we have a designer, but we have a designer who is an expert of watchmaking. It was a very, very productive interaction with our constructors. And that is why today, and, and, and let's say the more we move forward, the more this dynamics is, is, is excellent and active. Because, of course, we capitalize on, on our history, on our recent history. So today, we have uh, built something that is probably not unique, but as, that is, is becoming rarer and rarer, whereby we have both design and, uh, and technology interacting, and more and more interacted with more and more experts joining the, 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 the discussions. And, and, and so this is a, a moment of... Uh, I would call it a moment of grace because we really see the process of creation and creativity happening externally rather than inside the brand. And I can I can concur that you're not sharing marketing mumbo jumbo with us because as you know I've been there and on that day Fabrizio you were in Amsterdam as we said in the previous session and I I, I fell in love with the Octo Phoenicium, the Octo in general, but the Phoenicium blew my mind. Um, I fell in love with the, the initial, the, the Ton Suton dial. The dial is the same color, same finish. Everything is, is matte. I love titanium. I love fast satin finish. I love the case of the Octo. But then when I had my own and I started wearing it, I was blown by the fact, little things, the blind butterfly clasp, so the folding buckle, Every brand just adds on, builds up. And I hate that. So it pushes it, it leaves marks on my wrist like this one. You guys integrated the butterfly cloth into the titanium resin. And then what I want to say about your brain and your team, it, is, it isn't indeed a one-man show. Because I had a question, why did you guys use pins and tubes? And then, and then you guys called a technician. And he was all passionate. He said, oh, thank you for asking. And he took me to the other room and he showed me the technical drawings. And he's alone. We're racking our brain two years. We want to work with screws and this and that. And that blew my mind that you guys went into such depth. And what I learned from the previous session we did, yeah, we see now on video how that two-fold butterfly cloth goes into the bracelet. So it's basically pushed away. And that gives you a seamless smooth fit on your wrist and that's what i love and that's the finishing touch for me obviously it's not the most important thing but hey, ma, alon i'm honest with you it's uh, one of the most uh, uh, unique elements uh, here we are talking about a pure industrial design a pure design because okay the movement the watch is uh, absolutely unbelievable 
but you know we put the attention in all uh, single details so the idea was to have the thinnest bracelet as possible for the thinnest watch on the market we, you, we cannot apply just a buckle on the bracelet the, the, the challenge was even the bracelet not just the, the movement uh, the case and the dial it was even the buckle so for us it was a great great achievement and uh, i agree with you when you put the finissimo with the bracelet on the wrist uh, you you completely change the perception of the the bracelet uh, the watch with the bracelet it's uh, it's incredible i agree with you thank you and uh, chapeau to you guys Okay, uh, again, we're chatting so much, and I see we're already on two thirds of a forty-five minutes. But I do really <laughs> want to discuss the obviously the tourbillon, but we touched upon that topic the last time. Um, what I would like to ask, if I may, how was it to take an icon from over twenty years, the aluminium, which was groundbreaking back in the day? There were an aluminium case which I don't believe nobody else than Swatch used, and mm -hmm um rubber strap with with links basically right so could you guys share something about that please i'm going to share with you about because it's very funny that you're raising this question uh right after the previous question um so you you, you know i told you so you can see the interaction between the creativity the design and um let's say the other aspects the more uh, the, the 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 right hemisphere of the brain uh being the business or the technical parts of, of things that we had a very interesting interaction with fabrizio when it came to um bringing this watch back to uh back to let's say uh the front line we <laughs> when we first thought about it so there's there's some reasons why we brought it back but fundamentally the idea is we we have an amazing chance to bear in our um in our cupboard, some of the most famous designs of the last 30 years, some designs that are highly iconic, highly recognizable. And, and this watch uh, was very, uh, let's say, was extremely complementary to uh, the, the, the work developed on Octo. And the beauty of this watch, clearly, I mean, uh, to, to make it clear, was that it was a possibility for us to propose uh, uh, a truly Swiss watch, an iconic design at a reasonable price. So that was the idea, and uh, so we all agreed that we should. Uh, there, there was, there has always been demand for this product. It's, it's really something that it's, it's, it's the no-brainer watch. It's Swiss-made, uh, reasonably priced. It, it bears a, a really extremely cool uh, pieces of design, as you said, and I will let Fabrizio talk about it. But then I said to, so we had, we started to discuss about the development. So I started to ask Fabrizio, ah, we should do a bigger size. Now, modernity, you know, um, today the, the, the wrist, blah, 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 blah. So bigger size, 42, 43 millimeters. And the answer of Fabrizio was no. And then I said, ah, maybe the bezel is a little bit thick, is a, is a little bit wide. Why don't we change it? And the answer of Fabrizio was no. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the, the dialogue was a monologue of me talking and Fabrizio not listening but fundamentally uh, Fabrizio's point of view and, and, and this is why it's beautiful to have true experts and, and to have the chance to have Fabrizio on board because Fabrizio's point of view was we have an icon an icon is an is 
it and this watch was immediately successful. This watch met people's eyes and hearts from the day one. And whatever you may say, you can talk about genius, you can talk about talent. There's a little bit of a miracle when this happens. Okay, there's a little bit of miracle when when you when you do deliver a piece of design that that lasts with all generation that is successful across all continents. Don't play with miracles. If if I may say, and in quotes, don't play with God. Mm -hmm. Okay, and 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 I think there there's this. I love to hear this in the voice of the head of. You know, you you tend to think that uh, head of designs are creative directors are not manageable. They have egos like this. And to me, this was an amazing statement of humility that yeah. respect. What, what is successful? Don't play because a matter of millimeter can kill the miracle. And, and, and I think, uh, let's say, I, if I have to say something about uh, me on this story, is it's the fact that I was humble enough to, to give the, the lead to Fabrizio and to not play beyond the limits, this, this questioning on dimensions. And, and when I see the result, well, there's no doubt he was right. There is absolutely no doubt, and when I when we when we listen to the reaction of the market, it's right now the right product as it is. You don't play with icons, you don't play with the mini, or you don't play with the Fiat Cinquecento. You you modernize it, but you don't play with with uh, with uh, with iconic perfumes. You don't play, uh, and and it's the same. I mean, icons never die because they remain icons, and. and um, we had uh, so I I, I think uh, this interaction that we have between designs or technology doesn't mean that somebody doesn't make a point at some at, at a moment and that's how it started from a relationship between design and technology. Now we'll let Fabrizio talk about the product. <laughs> no, thank you, Antoine. It was uh, it was uh, exactly this is the true story behind the the, the aluminum. Uh, you know you, you have a set certain golden proportion and certain objects are almost perfect. And uh, honestly, I'm not the designer that have to put the signature on, uh, on top of all the products. For me, the watch was almost perfect uh, in 1998 and is uh, even today, it's more perfect than in the past. So the idea was to use for the first time this exotic material. It was the aluminum that came from the automotive industry. It was the first space frame chassis in the, in the industry. Uh, today it's more common than in the past. Everybody use uh, aluminum in our electronic device. Uh, so the idea was uh, absolutely to play with exactly the same material. We improve uh, the quality of each component. So it's a brand new watch, but uh, the idea was to, to, to stay more close as possible with the original proportions in terms of thickness, in terms of width, in terms of uh, finishing of the dial hands uh, we discussed about the thickness of the painting for the indexes we discussed the finishing of the painting for the hands uh, we're discussing about the all single details of the watch because for me the watch was almost perfect in 1998 uh, still today is uh, makes a great job in terms of design and proportions you know think about the modernity of the piece at the time <laughs> Probably, so today, one of uh, the recent icons of watchmaking, which is the iWatch, for what it stands, 
guess what is the material of the iWatch? It's aluminium. 20 years after, yeah. I mean, 18, let's say 15 years after, Apple just came up with the same materials as the one we were using in 1998. And I guess this is just tells how advanced and how visionary the watch was at the time. Yes, with exactly the same color scheme. So it's an aluminum case with a black screen. So it's uh, <laughs> exactly the same object. Uh, you know, Alon, everything's changed, but at the end, uh, you know what the we had that, that you throw away after two, gener two years. And I still have customers come in on average 30 a year to service their old aluminum and they still wear it. And they're still looking in amazing shape. And what I love about aluminum, it gets its own identity with the scratches and, and the way you wear it in the, in the course of time, especially women when they wear jewelry next to their watch. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I do agree with you guys. Icons sometimes just don't need anything because they're there and that's exactly it. <laughs> the case and it indeed shows both your humbleness so compliments on that um i love these watches so compliments thank you so thank you now go to some questions the first one is bulgari happy with the bulgari bulgari nomination for the gphg the grand prix de geneva well, so, you know, we, we presented um, four watches to the GPHD, and the four watches are nominated. So definitely we can... behind Fabrizio. Sorry? Because you guys won or behind Fabrizio, you see the awards. Yes, in yeah. yeah. We have three behind Antoine yeah, and two yeah. behind me. Yeah. So that's amazing. You've won several already in the past. So one of the viewers asked, how important is this platform for Bulgari? So at this stage, we're super happy because we've got four out of four for the nomination. Um, but of course, uh, the, 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 the big race is, uh, is in one month from now. So it, we, we have no clue about the future. But at least there is a bit of recognition in the fact that we, we reached the finals in every category we're getting in. And it's clearly very important for us because it is the recognition by experts. Okay, there's a pool of uh, several hundred people making this selection. So you're talking about your peers, you're talking about your competitors, you're talking about retailers, about the press, about watchmakers. But, but in this uh, perfect uh, result so far, there is really a recognition of the global job we are doing. So the GPAG, first and foremost, is a, is a true recognition of the work of the people internally in the VU. The, the, from from the, the, uh, the, 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 the as we said from the studio obviously but also the the watchmakers the constructors uh, they, they they own the rewards and and it's for and it's for them you know sometimes during these events we all say thank you and we we congratulate the people in in the manufacturers but it is truly what it means mm -hmm. uh, so that's why it's important because there is not so much recognition of the people in the manufacturing sites. So here, it's a true recognition of their work. Uh, then I would say what is important is our capacity to be present year after year at the Grand Prix. It's not a one-off, it's not one moment, but we've been uh, exposed at the Grand Prix for probably the last 10, 12 years, and we've won awards very frequently. Uh, but I think if I remember well, we have nine awards. Mm -hmm. uh, so for us, 
uh, it's uh, it's it's a way also in to communicate to people outside um our um our growing and continuously growing expertise in watchmaking as much as in the jewelry world um, so it's also important in the sense in the fact that it is a true communication tool okay thank you for answering that the following question is are you bringing back the mickey mouse watch on the gel genta platform <laughs> and there was silence um <laughs> yes the silence is an answer uh we cannot say this is not something we are looking we're not looking into and it's you can imagine that uh what was done um 20 years ago 30 is it 25 years ago yeah. uh is not that simple these days but let's say this is something where it's we cannot say it's not out of this it's not out of the scope of the projects we are looking into Okay, so thank you for answering that. And obviously, you have to deal with a license, so it's difficult to answer. So it's a difficult question. But you guys did bring back now this year again another amazing Gerogenta that we saw in the previous session we did. Um, are you guys considering to bring that platform back? So the Genta platform, because it was first a brand incorporated into Bulgari, then it was, let's say, shelved, frozen for a while. And now coming back, right? Um, is this something that you guys are exploring that avenue? Um, it's uh, it's it's not a let's say it's not a project per se. It's not. I mean, we're not. We don't have the intention of rebuilding a brand per se. What conversely, what we must recognize is the heritage of Jarjanta, and 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 I think uh, it's. Arguably, arguably, the most important um, contributor to the watch industry of the last 40 years, uh, 50 years. Uh, and, um, and as such, the fact that we own the, the brand and we did collaborate with him for, for a long, long period of time mm -hmm. uh, means that we have a duty to pay tribute to Jarjanta. Mm -hmm. And and it's um, and and there are different ways of, um, of of paying tribute. We believe that our capacity to, from time to time, propose some modernized editions that relate to his past production is an interesting way to bring the focus back on his name, on this brand. It doesn't mean that we would necessarily bring back now. Uh, uh, a complete Gerargenta brand. So it's more, let's say, some kind of elements of animation. Uh, probably also a call to um, the people who have uh, uh, who have had a connection. We, you know, we also know that we are not the only partner of Gerargenta. He's got, he's the father of some of the most iconic pieces in the industry today. So as much as we own the brand, we don't own the designer. Uh, clearly not. And, and so, as much as we can pay tribute to him, many other people could do so. So probably it's also a call for action to many people who want to join us in celebrating Argenta in different ways, in different possibilities. So probably I would say it's, uh, we are exploring possibilities to uh, to to maintain the visibility of Argenta and his action. 
rebuilding a brand today, honestly, we have a lot of work to do with uh, with Bulgaria first. Um, so we have to find a balance. So it's more a project by project approach so far, and yeah. um, and probably uh, we'll see in the future how we can build probably a, a platform for exchange communication around uh, around what we are developing these days. Thank you for such an extensive explanation, and I love the way you said it that it's a tribute and a homage to gel gender. So that's wonderful, actually. So thank you. We have uh, Swiss Made Obsession is one of our friends in Amsterdam. He asks, any chance we'll ever see a steel Octofinissimo Chrono GMT? <laughs> Gentlemen. Uh, steel. Yes. Short answer, Swiss Made Obsession. Should I write down your order? Just hit me up, send me a WhatsApp or an iMessage. Thank you. <laughs> well, the, uh, the yes, is, yes, there is a chance. Ah, yeah, okay. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> <I'll be 21. laughs> um, let's see, next question. Um, we have our friend Rocky of the Watch 4 crew, an Amsterdam gang of watch lovers. Bulgari jewelry are very colorful. Any chance the Bulgari watches will get more colors too? Like the in brackets watch trend nowadays with bold colored dials or rainbow colors, he asks. Well, we make many, many watches with uh, colored gemstones, with art stones. Uh, it's a part of our DNA. Maybe watch for Rocky means a uh, different, uh, different segment. Uh, so uh, we, we don't love to follow some competitors uh, just because he makes a very, very rainbow color on the dial. We have to do the same. We try to do our way. And uh, we love to play, for example, with art stones on the dial. We love to play with the colored gemstones. But we will see. Is an option we already made since many, many years a colored dial. Uh, let me say, why not? We will see. We don't have any, any kind of uh, approach like that in our lineup today, even because uh, if you make something like this, you are the second, the third one, or the fourth one. Uh, so we will see. Why not? But honestly, today we have different uh, different focus. Let me say. No? And, and I understand where his question comes from. Um, you guys obviously do your own thing. You're very innovative. Um, where everybody's actually lagging behind you guys. Um, the predecessor of the magnesium, or actually he came after the original magnesium, and before this one is the uh, the aluminium. I mean, is the magnesium. You guys did amazing colors there. You also did the bronze as the first one. Um, I won't ask you about the key watch, which I found was amazing. Um, what, but what blew my mind was the peacock feather dial with an original feather. Hmm. I think you guys are the only one who ever did that, if I'm not mistaken. So that's on the feather Even, even, the, even uh, the people who make the dial is in love for this dial because <laughs> we have to throw out, I think, uh, 10 out... Uh, 10, 15 dials to have just one. I'm honest with you. So I've seen them. Uh, I've seen everybody them. loves the dial. It's an amazing. Uh, 
I have, uh, let me see, I have, a, I have a picture here for those that don't know what I'm talking about. So this is the watch. Stunning, stunning. This is a real peacock doll. So talking about rainbow, Rocky, what about peacock? Those are one of the most beautiful colors in nature. So thank you for answering that. Um, Swiss made <laughs> Question mark. Um, let me see what else. Um, a question we got. When was the first Serpenti design? Somebody asks. Was it the 1950s? Uh, it was 1937. Wow. The last, uh, yes, the last information we found a watch uh, during an auction. Yeah. And it was uh, before the before the 40s. So it was even a surprise for us because you know, Alon, at those times you make some watches and uh, the clients get it. You don't have any description uh, about the watch, but we found the last one and the first uh, first uh, Bulgari Serpenti watch that we found, it was uh, 90, 30, 36, 37. Amazing. Okay, yeah, cool. Even for us, it was... Uh, I always thought it was the 50s. Uh, even for us, I remember 40, 46, uh, but now we found one uh, from 30s. Amazing, amazing. So somebody else sent in a question last time and asks, do you, Fabrizio, also design jewelry? If so, do you enjoy one more than the other? So I think they assume to design one more than the other, if you do. I design jewelry. I often... Uh, help uh, other business units, uh, for example, the accessory business units. Uh, for me, the, the most uh, uh, joyful things, the most important things is to make sketches, to make sketches about watches, jewelry, sunglasses, or uh, bags. Uh, for Bulgari, for me, is almost the same things. Uh, for sure, when you play with jewels uh, in this company, is a completely, it's, it's an amazing world because you can play with amazing stones, you can play with amazing and technique that you could uh, you could find in our jewelry atelier in rome or in valenza so it's a completely different uh, way to to work uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's a great pleasure great rocky replied what a great answer <laughs> i was very, very of course of course of course <laughs> but uh, rocky let's say, let's say you know when we go for color dials on on men's watches so you do have um, you do have the one-offs that are extremely successful, like the blue dial we we shared last uh, at the last station. Um, we we we're cautious, as uh, Fabrizio rightly said, because uh, of course some colors match the taste of some customers, but we cannot ask all our partners and even ourselves to bear a range of collection like this that matches the taste of a, a minority of people. So let's say we, we like to go into the color field, but in a very, I wouldn't say cautious. We need to be convinced ourselves by the color itself. So we are very selective. So there will be colors, but there will never be a full rainbow of colors in the counter because that that is not necessarily really fitting actually the uh, neither the taste, neither the needs of, of our clients or of a very small minority of them. So I think also here we, we, we also, there's a direction, there's a studio direction. So 
when when something's right feels right from a from a design perspective from a business perspective then <laughs> <laughs> we see the answer then uh, so we continue to go for the black very okay, often okay. but but once in the light once once in a while and when we see some uh, some opportunities we would go for colored yeah. dials as well just to just to tell you we have uh, we have our way to play with colors <laughs> but um, the gentleman were laughing for those that are listening or are listening on a podcast is uh, rocky replied while they were answering don't misunderstand me i'm a black dial guy alone knows wink um so we're slowly running out of time i have an interesting question here actually and i guess it's for fabrizio do you sketch by hand computer or both hand hand so you're old school yeah nice i love that i always love it whenever we design jewelry at ace we always do it by hand i'm not a fan of cut cam only if it really needs to be done but it's a different moment of the creative process uh, for me it's easier to starting from scratch uh, with handmade sketches with ballpoint pen or a fountain pen yeah. but immediately after we are obliged to use computerized design and computerized styling because uh, we have to produce the object so uh, my brain uh, start to imagine uh, lines uh, uh, for for a drawing so <laughs> i love to to make sketches by hand thank you thank you for answering that another one that's about creativity Somebody asks, what do you do when you have a writer's block and how do you break it? And I guess you guys can both answer that because you're both creative in your own ways. Writer's block. So you mean the... Uh, in sorry, your creative I... process when you get stuck or when you I need get to... stuck. Mm. <laughs> hmm. uh, for me, <laughs> for me, is. Uh, let me say is a 30, 24 hours process. So uh, I start to imagine something, I have a meeting, I start to make sketches and then another meeting. Uh, when I drive my car, I start to imagine uh, some components. Uh, you know, each, each time uh, it's a different, uh, it's a different, uh, it's a different way. Can I say something about the yeah. way? I tend to think that when there's a block, you, you, you wait for it to disappear. I mean, I, I, I often tell the, 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 the product team, the marketing team to be patient. Just let the brain give the time. I mean, the, I, I wish the creative process was a linear process and that you could mm -hmm. come out every day with it. And it never happens no, like this. No, it's give the time no, to, no. So, to swallow a brief, to understand and to make it a boogery one. Yeah, exactly. And you always come with a yes. solution, but yes. it, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it takes more and time no? when you have the the writer's block maybe it's uh, it meanings uh, it's it's happened for different meanings could be a technological issue could be because you don't have no idea so oh, bad brief huh? bad brief <laughs> or you are not able to interpret the brief uh, it depends often i come back to the roots why we have to make these products who is our clients who is the brand and uh, I have two, three solutions, and I have to choose the Bulgari one. Uh, sometimes when you have a block, from my point of view, I go back to the roots of the, the idea, and I say, okay, maybe this is not, not for me, this is too much, and I start to imagine the product from a different point of view. Perfect. Thank you so much for answering. Guys, I have a lot of more questions, but I think we should slowly wrap it up. I really, <laughs> really want to thank you guys for sitting with us for the second time um 
Next week, I'm sitting with Fred Mandelbaum. He's a big, big, big watch collector. And uh, we're slowly gearing uh, to another segment of the watch industry to talk about vintage and collecting. So the art of collecting. So tune in. I want to thank Antoine and Fabrizio very, very, very much. I hope to see you guys um, most probably not this year, but definitely next year. And if I have any more questions, I will definitely shoot them to you. Uh, who do you guys think deserves the sketch according to the best questions today? Um, for me, the last one. Rocky? The no, block? the block. The writer's block. It's the yeah. first time that I receive a question like, uh, often we talk about inspiration, but we never talk about the, the block. I right. think I will ask the team who sent in that question and I'll email you the name. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have an amazing day and stay healthy. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.